All right, welcome to the Ritual HQ podcast. This is episode number 46. My name is Chantelle and I am CEO of Ritual HQ. Joining me today are a couple of the awesomely hot and sexy and amazing women of RHQ. So I've got Wendy, our supervisor from Everton Hills, Rowinia, our supervisor from The Gap. She's waving. <laughs> Do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also Alana, one of our amazing group fit coaches, wellness coach and all around amazing coach. So thanks for joining us today. It's a Friday lunchtime and we've got a glass of champagne, so this could go anywhere. Uh, and the topic that we want to talk about today is what does it look like to be a woman post 40? Or 50. Or 50. Well, I see, I'm still struggling to believe that you're post 50. So. You're 40. Yeah. <laughs> 50 is the new 40. <laughs> and the reason this topic came up is because I talk about it a lot to anyone that will listen because I'm 43 now and I'm not coping with it. Um, and Rara and I were recently having a conversation about our observation that women from our generation tend to uh, really like the fad diet concept. We are trying to chase a quick fix a lot of the time. We don't sit on said quick fix for very long because it doesn't work and then we go in search of the next quick fix and we tend to do this, I don't know, if I know a lot of people, probably, I, I've probably settled now but I did it for a large chunk of my life where we try lots of different things and there's so many different, and we're not going to name the diets today because we all know what they are but there's so many different things on the market that you can try and we're constantly in search of what's going to make us look like a 20 year old again. Yeah. So today is learning that's what happened. But, but not only that, Chantel, I think when we had those fad diets when we were 20, they worked quickly. Yeah, they, they did. They worked for our Christmas party mm. that we were mm, going yes. to in two weeks' time. Unfortunately, yep. as we get older and our body changes, they don't quite work as much. The hormones have changed. They have Damn it. We have to make it a lifestyle change Yeah. and listen to our hormones and find out what's going on with our body because what works for you won't work for me. Yeah. And look, we all train women what and I'll, look I'll start with you if you're okay with that Wendy what's your observation you know training women what do you feel is their biggest battle um I think their biggest battle is well normally weight wise to, um tummy like holding yep. onto, onto the tummy weight after 40 yeah um and I think that all that often concerns people and it concerns myself like when I when I look in the mirror sometimes you, you kind of look at your figure and you go you know I'm okay with it but We've, we've had kids or, you know, yeah. if you haven't had kids go through all those hormonal changes, um, it does, yeah, it does create that there. <laughs> this is um, your worst nightmare, isn't it? She's yes. taking a photo She's and recording. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, freak out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I think also the one thing that I notice with a lot of female clients is they'll kick themselves when they are down. So, like, even if they have, they'll have a bad moment. So it might be a blip. So it might be as simple as having a chocolate bar or mm. a glass of wine. Um, and it might be just that one item, and that just sends them, they want to hold on to that. So it's a spiral, it's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's not a let go moment. Whereas I've noticed with, um, and if I can be like this with the men, um, yeah. they tend to like, they do it, they, they have their beer or whatever it is, and they move yeah. on. The next day, it's, it's gone, we're done, like yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Whereas us as women, we do hold on to things like that. Why do you think um, that is? I don't, I honestly don't know. I've never really, and I, I've, I've challenged with it in the past myself yeah. so I've always been like that so if I have something out of the box when I was well I still am reasonably strict with my diet to yeah. a point yeah. um, but I, I can remember years ago like you know having that piece of cake or whatever and then yeah you do you, you go oh well, I've had a piece of cake so I might as well just eat the whole cake 
Well, yeah. I may as well just go and have a whole block of chocolate afterwards, and yeah. why not wash it down with a Kugelman's or whatever it is? Like it just, um, it does. It is a thorough, and it's something I think women in general, from like magazines, Instagrams, things like that, we are. We, we see these things and we go, oh, why can't, why aren't we like that? What, yeah. what is wrong with me? And there's nothing wrong with you. It's just a matter of these these people are out there. And, it's, and it is true. They say Instagram, you know, you, you've got this image. And so on Instagram, a lot of people have this image mm. that everything is perfect and all of that. But it's it's Photoshopping as well. And mm. some of them, not everyone. I do know a lot of people too. But, um, you know, I think it's this pressure yeah and as soon as they do go outside that square they go well i'm not going to be that person because i've just had this one yeah blip yeah and it's yeah so um yeah i i I try to make sure the women understand that it's okay not to be perfect all the time because you you can't what even is perfect anyway exactly exactly (laughs) you know you've got to you've got to learn that balance Mm -hmm. and that balance is is um yeah it's definitely important so, Ra, when you hit 40, 40s, what were the biggest changes that you noticed? When I hit 40, I tried really hard to pretend that it wasn't 40 and I was just going <laughs> to go on and be 40. So I celebrated my birthday for about a good three months <laughs> because you can't change the fact that your number's changing, right? Yeah. So I thought I would enjoy it. But little changes, I guess, like, you know, your skin does sag. But the other thing I noticed is my son's, like – young and he's got pimples and he's a teenager but I got pimples I'm like in your 40s in your 40s I like these big cystic like I was a teenager as well didn't you yeah Yeah. it was a hormonal thing and the other thing I did notice too is I got a great eyebrow and one great (laughs) armpit hair I had laser and we wouldn't get rid of it so now I have to remember it's there to shave it off I asked my mum, I said, I had mine removed, so I don't know what colour uh, it is down there. I, mine, but I had mine removed as well, but they missed the, you can't, it doesn't do the white one. It doesn't do the white one. <laughs> so, so I was good. really devastated. I said to my mum, mum, what is with this? Like, she goes, yeah, that happens. I'm like, no, you get grey hair in your head. What about, um, do you mind if I ask how old you are now, just for everyone? I'm 44. 44. Yeah. What about, my big thing was the distribution of where body fat sat. Yes, I'm only just happened to you that yet? now. Yeah, okay. My body's changed now. Like, yeah. um, And also, just a little background information, I'm pretty hard on myself with my own body. I train very hard and my relationship with food, like we were just discussing with Wendy, is uh, was pretty poor because back in the day, you know, if you ate something that was really bad, you needed to go exercise, which I think is a really wrong mentality. You need to not say, I'm going to eat that chocolate bar and then I'm going to run 50 you know, in case you get rid of it. Yeah. It's a poor relationship. You need to have a relationship with food as make it a lifestyle change and not a diet. I, and that comes from me. Like, I still have that still stuck in my memory. Like, oh, my God, I've eaten that really bad. Now I have to go and do... To burn those calories I have to go off. burn the calories yeah. off. And it's back, back in the day, you know. Like, that's how we did it. And I think I try now to eat healthy and regularly and... And for those of you who don't really know me, I'm a hairdresser, so I'm used to skipping meals. I skip mm. meals all the time because I don't have time to eat. Yeah. If I don't prepare and it's not there, I'll skip or then I'll eat whatever's in the fridge, which is not great. Yeah. And let them, but nine times out of ten, I'm pretty healthy at eating. Mm. However, I still have those days at 44, I think, oh, my God, I've just drunk all that alcohol or I've done this. And 
um, I really need, I feel yuck, so I need to go and run that out and get yeah. rid of it. But I guess um, being the age I am, I have a little bit more maturity on my side and the rational brain yeah. can say to me, hey, you know what, big deal, you fucked up. Move on, tomorrow's another day. Because that's what I want to say to the ladies. For Just sure. because you fucked up today mm-hmm. and you had a nice time and a beautiful lunch, mm. that doesn't mean you can't come back tomorrow morning and eat your oats and have a salad or mm. drink plenty of water to move on. Um, but I think the most important thing in the whole wide world is don't give up and just keep moving. You yeah. just have to keep moving, get on the bandwagon, go, bandwagon and go again. So, Alana, for yourself, mm. talk about, if you don't mind, the process that you've had to go through of self-acceptance. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I... And I, I still don't agree with your age, by the way. So I'll be frank with you. I took pride that I was always 48 kilos throughout mm-hmm. school and I was five foot four or something like that. Or five foot five. Yeah. Shrunk. But, <laughs> and so as long as that number said under 50, I was a happy girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was straight up and down and I had no curves. And, and then the other side of me would go, oh, I'd love to put a bit of weight on so I look like I've got a butt and some boobs yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so then obviously as you get older, um, the weight creeps up and then I went, right, I'm, if I'm under 55, I'm happy. And this is probably in the last, you know, 20 years. And I um, was a beauty therapist or still am a beauty therapist and I had my own business for 10 years. And I would survive on, you know, those icebreakers? Yeah, yeah. Coffee milk. I used to too. <clears throat> That's it, yep. <laughs> and then if I had too many of those, I'd have my cabbage soup out the back and that's all I ate. Well, you did the cabbage I did cabbage yep. soup as well. Yeah. Uh, icebreakers, cabbage soup. That. No, I just so, drank icebreakers. That wasn't, yeah, that wasn't a good, that wasn't a good. You did therapist or cabbage soup. I don't know about that. <laughs> so that was my, it was always my goal if I was under that. I used to sit then 52, 53, I'm talking about, in my yeah, 20s, yeah. early 30s. I didn't have my first child till I was 37. I had my last one at almost 41. Um, and then, of course, the weight crept up, but that's yeah. still okay. I could control it. But at 46, I was, I had some hormone tests. I was perimenopausal. At 46? At 46, yeah. yeah. And then everything kind of went south. Um, mm-hmm. What Ra was talking about, my skin started changing, everything started changing. And, yeah, and then I went through full blown. I'm 51 now, and I, and I had my last cycle when I was 49, and then everything went south. What do you mean by everything went south? Um, everything. From <laughs> everything, <laughs> like, not literally everything. everything. <laughs> mentally and physically. Physic- the biggest physical change was the fatigue. I was having up to seven night sweats a night. Yeah. That was a bad night. A good night was three. Yeah. So much so that the sweat is, the back of your head is drenched. Mm. The back of my head it was drenched. Yeah. And it pours down. So, so you just rip every. if you've got clothes on, you rip everything off. And then once you cool down, because the fan's on, you're even freezing. in winter, you're freezing. You're freezing. Mm-hmm. And the cycle continues again. And then coupled with that, it perpetuates fast. Oh, yes, I'm looking for the The fatigue. What a time. See, I get to miss half the fatigue. <laughs> the fatigue was like nothing I've ever had before in my life. I'm, I'm generally um, have a fair bit of energy. Mm. And I'd walk, I mean, it didn't help that, you know, you're up at four in the morning for early shifts. But, and then we can I ask you a question? How yes. did that help your, because um, you're such a bubbly, bright person? Mm. Did it take you a long time if you had to perform in a class to get that energy back up or you were just fatigued and had to go with it? 
I was absolutely exhausted because my mask, I have to keep my mask on. Oh, Not sure. literally COVID mask, but yeah. a, a mask. You're a second mask. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, that, and then I get in the house and I go, I just need to get on this couch and mm. psych myself up seriously to yeah. walk out that door in four hours' time. Yeah. And I didn't care. I just look around the room, there's a couch, I'm on it. And the fatigue was disabling. But you know what? I remember my mum at the same age, and she was like a crazy woman. So she'd be yelling one minute, she'd be crying the next, and we lived on a cattle property, and we just ran down the paddock. We just went, something's wrong. Because she she had her children late as well. So I thought, something's wrong with you, mate. She's just gone off her head. And then she went on. I remember she talked about HRT, and she was a lot better. She went on that. So anyway... Back to my story, night sweats, fatigue. And I remember just looking in the mirror and going, I don't know who I am. I literally do not know who I am. Yeah. I don't know who this person is. So it's like it's literally like I lost myself and I, I it was just the most bizarre thing. That's what's wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't recognise myself. And I thought I looked dis- I I honestly thought I looked absolutely disgusting, that I was huge, that and just Can't everything about me, my nose, my teeth, my eyes, everything. Mm-hmm. I just like, and anyway, um, I talked to another lady who had seen um, a specialist up at Caboolture and she'd gone through some hormonal changes and she said, won't hurt to go and see her. So to cut a long story short, I got my hormones tested and I thought, oh, I'll be right, I'll be right. And I, I went to see this doctor and she said, I said, so what are the tests of all students and so the test what are the tests saying she said now you need to sit down you need to listen to me she said you have no progesterone left it didn't even register in the blood test yeah right you have no estrogen left and you've got a little bit of testosterone awesome and you're anemic oh god so i went and she and she basically lovely scottish lady and she just pulled me into line and what i am taking now i had to have obviously mammograms mm. um they great. What, you know? Yeah. What's the pap smear? Yeah. All that up to date. <laughs> <laughs> I thought what it was. Sometimes I wish there was that a camera in I know. <laughs> I'm so, I talk with my hands so much. Anyway. It's all right. I wave. <laughs> <laughs> then she compounded this medicine for me. Okay. So part of it is natural. Part of it is probably what we would call in the old days HRT, but it is, it is bespoke, so it's particularly for me. So there's a certain amount of estrogen progesterone she didn't give me any testosterone to start off with and what I do is basically take it's called a troche I take it um, under my tongue or to the side just allow it to dissolve into the membranes and mm-hmm. underneath my tongue and I do that every night before bed and I've seen her three times and she's changed the script a bit and I, apart from belly fat mm-hmm. <laughs> apart from my waist being thicker and I had diastasis as well after mm. my third child because I was a little bit older. Um, apart from my lo- lower belly fat that I hate, but probably well, drank a bit that. less yeah. wine too. It might help. I don't know. I don't know if it's just that, that's that where is things settle. Honestly, that's where things settle. That, that's the, that was I, the biggest shift that's for me. I just yeah. like to tell everyone home, Alana looks fantastic because she's yeah. only 45. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? I'm 10 kilos heavier Same. than what I was mm-hmm. at your age, Ra. Mm-hmm. Even that, at 46, I'm 10 kilos heavier. Does that number still annoy <laughs> you? Now that you've no, because you know what? I think it doesn't, it doesn't. And here's the demons that I battle with. I hear you. Here's I, the demons I, that I, I battle I with. I got it. Yeah. That, you know, I, I, I take myself back to that 48 
kilo girl that was 16, 17. That was like, and, and people always used to say to me, oh, you've got a teenager's girl body right up until I was in my 40s. And I always wanted curves, and now I've got them. <laughs> There's way too many curves because I can't get my butt in this dress. Because my butt, you know, and once I get it over my butt, if I can get it over my butt, I'm I'm good. But then yeah. I've got lats. But that's just you know. But it's funny you you say that number thing. That's why I don't weigh myself. Yeah, I stopped. I will never weigh myself yeah. because it does mess with my head. Yeah, yeah. same. I've yeah. had to stop. I had to stop as well. I stopped, that's it. Yeah, I stopped the home yeah. scales. So I threw them. Threw them once out. I found I won't body scans. No. Once I found scans, I'm good with scans because yeah, I still weigh breakdown. It gives me a weight. Whereas no. you know the scales, scales are a problem. Mm. But yeah, the, the scans are good because it does break it down for me. So like yeah, if I see my muscle go up, I go, you know what? That's great. That's what I wanted. That's I where it is. I still struggle with it. So I feel better after a scan. But yeah, getting on scales don't. So for me now, I've gone, well, that girl, that yeah. girl that was 18, that girl that was 20, that's great. She's over there. I've kind of put her over there now. It's yeah. a struggle to let As her go, way, though. But we, yes. Because yeah. when you look back yes. when you're like, damn yes. it, why did I, and yes. I look back and go, why did I think that I was disgusting back then? Yeah. But I you, look like her now. Yeah. But you know what, right now I've actually, maybe, that I ha I actually didn't like when people say I've got a teenager's body because I didn't when I was in the 30s. So now guess what? I graduated, I'm a woman. Yay! Yay! <laughs> she got her curves. Yeah. Got I her don't curves. always think like that in my head, but that's what I remind myself. It's my time now to be a woman. Yeah, it's totally, my time now absolutely. to be a woman that has had three children that, uh, you know, my body, uh, I need to thank my body for what it's actually done for me. And now it's my time to just embrace where I'm at. And I think understanding that you're also a very healthy version of a woman as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think there's, in my mind, you know, we, we all struggle with wanting to be the teen. And I was the same. You, the numbers you're saying, that was me as yeah. well. You know, yeah. I was a ballerina. So, yeah, of course. And I now am back doing ballet with teenagers. Imagine looking in the mirror in that class. So, you know, you, we've, I think we've all transitioned yeah. from that space where we want to look like that teenager to, you know, we're yes. now a woman, but also then recognising that all four of us are sitting as very healthy looking women, yeah. but it's understanding that that's the stage in our life that we're at. And I often look around at other women that are my age and I think, you know what, I'm doing okay. And that's exactly you know, I'm doing what okay. I do too. And um, it, it is important to see that you are doing okay. And that you have that support of the other women around us, and that it's okay to be where you are. If that's if you're working as hard as you can, yep. and being the healthiest version of your life, then the hormone battle that we fight, like mm. you know, and look, I could be completely off the mark here. I'm not any kind of scientist or medicinal person, but I feel like men, if they drink too much beer, they get a belly. Yeah, mm. we hit forty, we get a belly. Yeah, like it's biological for us. You know, we've got yep. the hormone issues. We also have babies, right? So had babies. We've got babies, we've got hormones. For me, I've got an underactive thyroid. Yeah, so we've yeah, got yeah. all of these other things going on and it's this constant battle. And then you're then trying to fight this emotional battle. For me, I've had, I had this conversation with a gynecologist last week and I said to her, there's something wrong with me because I can't get rid of this fat and this on my hips. Yeah. She's like, honey, you're 43. She's like, you have to accept that this is your age now. And no, I was like, I don't want to accept it. Yeah. But to a degree, we have to. Yes, yeah. there's stuff we can do. But I think as women, we need to, one, talk about it more, which is what we were saying before we started recording. We need to talk about it more and we need to be okay with it, mm. but also find a healthy version of it. And on that, I want to ask each of you, how much do you actually exercise a week? Because I think it's also a very realistic conversation to have because 
we're all having these physical battle, but I know myself, I move every day. Yeah. yeah. So there's nothing yeah. unhealthy about, yeah. you know, yeah. my physical body, and yet I'm still not particularly happy with it. Yeah. So I'll probably start with you, Rob. <laughs> I probably exercise uh, more than I should. Yep. I'm an over-exerciser and always have. It's yep. also a psychological issue. That yeah, I have. for sure. Yep. Um, but, you know, I do triathlon. I um, lift weights. I like to be as active as I can because still part of it, that little – yeah. person in the back's going if you don't move you know you've got to keep going so i you know i ride bikes i swim i um do gym classes i do two pts a week you know yeah. i um am very active every day yep so is your goal to move every day or to burn the food that you ate well actually i don't even think of it like that it's yeah. actually more yeah. of a mental health thing now i yeah. like to go and exercise because it makes me feel good for the day yeah and i'm set for the day i actually get happy um, endorphin. It's, it's yeah. like, you know when you go shopping and you get something new and it fits oh God, and you feel so, so good. good and you get those happy endorphins? Exercise has always saved me for my mental health. So yeah. if I'm having a bad day, if, if I've had something bad to eat or whatever's happening in my day, if I'm, you know, I'm struggling with things that are happening with my mum and it makes me upset, if I go for a run or if I make, if I go do some exercise and go and, you know, sometimes my energy needs to be high so I need to go and hang around people in a fitness group so that I can bounce off them and feel better. And then that happy endorphin sits with me for the rest of the day. Yeah. It's all about endorphins. So that's now. definitely for a different reason it then. Is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not doing it to not anymore. Not yeah. as much. Like, don't get me wrong, that's still there sometimes. Yeah. You know, I've had a shit week. Like this weekend I've got four Christmas parties to attend. <laughs> like one of them's a lunch at Hotel W for three hours with an unlimited alcohol. Like Monday's is gonna be a crazy day. I'm just gonna have to like run or something, you know. But you're not because but we not. don't do it for that. No, reason. that's exactly right. But I will probably <laughs> but I don't I'm also a routine girl. Mm. I don't like my routine being upset and then I get really cranky when I miss yep. my set things in my and you know, having the new job at the gap and hairdressing and doing all the things that I do, I have to get my routine back, otherwise it was not gonna go good for anybody. <laughs> and just on that before I move on, like you are super busy. You know, most most women that we encounter don't have time to exercise. It's a priority. Mm. There's no choice. It's like brushing your teeth. Yeah. You must do it. You've got 24 hours in a day. You can't, you need to spare half an hour. I don't care what you say. Go for a walk. Walk around the block. You've got half an hour to yourself. Eight hours of sleeping. Yes, there's work. Yes, there's kids. Yes, there's food shopping. Everything else, for me, it is a non-negotiable you must move every day. And if that's for me, I'm not saying it's Oh, no, I'm just saying I move every day as well. It's an everyday thing. Mm. Just keep moving. Because mm. even watching the people in my um, Pilates group and watching the women and men of all ages, and I think it's really important just to keep moving, mm. just for that body to keep moving, to remember to keep moving. And it's been lovely to watch yep. um, all ages do that and then come into classes and improve. So it's not even just about, um, you know, thinking about food or mental health or whatever, I think it's just really important to keep moving as we get older, just constantly. I'm constantly inspired by people who are older than me that run in a triathlon, that mm. do all of that stuff, because I hope that I'm going to be just running exactly like them. Mm. And then touching on body image, when I go to triathlon, the most thing that inspires me is everybody's in Lycra. Everybody's in Lycra. It's like a power they're short, <laughs> they're short, they're skinny, oh. they're round, they're mm. tall. If they're 100, they're 20, they all wear Lycra and everybody supports them and cheers them on and they are all moving. So for me, anyone who's out there doing something is an inspiration to me. So I think you've just got to keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. What about yourself, Wendy? What's your training? What's your approach to uh, training? 
My I actually thrive on having challenges. So yeah. for me, if I get too used to a training, um, so my, my background, like I, I started, I'll, I'll cycle it back a little bit. Um, I first started doing this um, and, and exercising purely for my mental health. So I had a bad stress and anxiety disorder. I had two young kids. It was a really big struggle for me. And um, a girlfriend of mine took me to a Zumba class. And that's how it started. I needed an out. And now I still use it as my out. So yep. if I'm stressed, if I'm upset, um, anything like that, I go and do something. Um, but I try to mix it up. So um, I was passionate about Zumba years ago. Still have a little bit of passion for it, but not as much. Went into running thanks to some amazing friends who took me to a park run. So a simple 5K mm. run um, turned into... 10k runs, half marathons, marathons, you know. So once I kind of got that, it was like, okay, what's next? Yep. Um, so more recently, <laughs> and it was a um, crazy moment, um, I'm trying CrossFit. Mm-hmm. At the age of 44, I'm starting CrossFit. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it's, a, it's a new challenge. So I, I thrive on having something that is that little bit tougher that I have to work for. So not making it a simple everyday thing. Um, but I try and train six days a week mm-hmm. and I vary it. So yeah. I go for um, walks and runs with my best friend, which is really good not only for me physically but for me mentally. So mm-hmm. we, we both get out there and just do what we do. Yeah. Um, I train in the gym once a week with a trainer. Thank you, Sean. And um, <laughs> he puts me through my paces and is, is teaching me things that I never thought ever in my wildest dreams as a younger version of myself that I would even attempt to lift a barbell, try and do a clean, try and do a jerk. Like, it, yeah, some of the stuff that I'm trying now is just way past anything I ever thought of. Yeah. Um, but it's good because it keeps me moving. And so originally it was it was for mental health, and it still is for my mental health, to keep me de-stressed and <laughs> not yeah. quite so frazzled. Um, but just trying to learn new things. It's really important to keep it fresh. So yeah. I find that a lot of people tend to get in a pattern and they get bored and then they just go, oh, I can't be bothered doing it anymore and they walk away. Yeah. Um, I'll walk away from something but I'll find something else. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, if I go, right, I'm bored now of running, I don't want to do this this all the time by itself, I'll try something new. Yeah. Um, and so you just try different things. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was kind of flipped over though, like even though at 40, I kind of go, oh, I wish that, you know, I had a little less around the tummy or I had, you know, yeah. less in the junk in the trunk, as they say. Um, I kind of <laughs> flipped it. for a while. <laughs> I feel like you need to Junk in the trunk. <laughs> um, but, like, at age 30, I was extremely overweight. So mm. I look back at my 30th birthday photos and I just go, I see one very sad, overweight, yeah. unhappy person Yeah. Um, that just... Health-wise, I I wasn't eating well. I was drinking. I was eating junk food. I was whatever whatever was going on. So I made myself a promise that when I turned forty, I wanted a fortieth birthday party that I was going to look back at photos and go, I'm damn proud. Yeah. Um. So I was very happy that at my fortieth, I wore my very first tight, low-cut little black dress. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt yeah. like I rocked it. Uh, <laughs> I think I rocked it. Too. According to my husband, I rocked it. Um. <laughs> Yourself, don't ever try and do a push up in a low cut dress with heels at a birthday party. After uh-huh. the drink. It, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing, especially when one of your girlfriends is 
live stream you to Facebook, but that's not that what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. So that was my point. <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. But, yeah, so I, I had that um, that moment back in my 30s. Like, I, I went, I'm 30 and I look like this and I feel like this. And so, yeah, so that's kind of the kind yeah. of journey it's taken me. But um, I just, I get inspired every day by my clients as well because they put their trust in me. They come in and they want me or someone who has just come from all this, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of yeah. background of, of being overweight and having issues and everything else. And now they're trusting me to support them. And yeah. that every day inspires me and just keeps me going because listening to them just go, we really appreciate what you do for us and how yeah. we go. That's, that's made my day. More yeah. Than else. yeah. What yeah. about yourself, Alana? What's your training look like? Um, well, over the years, it's looked very different. I grew up on a cattle property, so we were lugging around bales of hay, and I've been, I was riding a horse from the time I was however old, and, you know, so my upper body strength for a woman has always been... That explains these traps. I know, and I hate them. I love those traps so much. Oh, yeah. My dad, I remember when I was eight years old, going back to my dad making a comment, about them saying I look like a Brahmin bull. No, you look amazing. And that has stayed with me since I was seven, eight years old. So every time someone makes a comment, I just... We love them just so you know. Yeah. And then as a trainer, most women come to me and say, I want to look like you upper body-wise because a lot of women struggle with it. And and in my head I've gone, I hate it. I can't, I can't wear, um, I have to wear stretchy dresses because what doesn't fit down I've always been like that. Doesn't no, fit yeah, up too. top. Yeah. And then I just smile and go, okay, yeah, that's great. But that's. Did <laughs> you can see that face. Okay, yeah. that wasn't a Stanford smile. That's not what I'm going to train you for. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's part of my body image, um, you know, sort of over the years because I've always done so much manual work mm. and a lot of it was that upper body strength stuff. Um, and I played sport, like played sport right throughout school, netball, touch football, athletics. I was quite a good sprinter, middle distance runner. Um, and then um, at 27, I had one knee operation. Then at 30, just 31, I had my, my ACL went completely mm-hmm. and I had another operation then and I decided that I didn't want to go through I did the rehab didn't want to go through it all again so then um my training looked very different I had children and then I started to do more gym work because I just couldn't do that outdoor sport but in saying that I need running's my thing for my head I love running um I've had a few um hip issues lately but we're getting on top of that. So I've always with my injuries I've had a bone bruise I've had sprained ankles I've had all that sort of thing if I can't do one type of exercise, I always find something else I can do. Oh, 100%. So yes. when, I, when yeah. I'm injured yeah. and I can't do whatever, I can always, always find something, something else. So I've never, it's been a lifestyle for me. Mm. Um, and then it's only in the last few years that I've actually been medically diagnosed with ADHD as well, which came out in menopause really badly, but I know I've had it my whole life, um, that I realised exercise was my outlet. And well, I realised I could do physical stuff really well. Yeah. But I always used to think, oh, I'm I'm too stupid to like be a secretary or something like that in my head, because the way I process information is quite differently, particularly on screens yeah, and that sure. sort of thing. Yeah. So I struggle with that. Yeah. But anything that's physical and real and practical, fine. I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, right. And that's about understanding mm. um, yourself as well. Yeah. So what's right for one person doesn't necessarily have to be right. But I think you've all like sort of hit on something that I just want to point out is 
you know, not being afraid to change what you're doing as well. Like yeah. people sort of think that there's only one style of training and it's something that I talk to our team a lot as well. You know, we don't have to just keep doing the same thing with the client. There's so many different ways to train. You know, I was powerlifting at a high level for a long time and now I'm back in point shoes. Mm. You know, like there's different, right. you know, and I'm doing hit type training. So there's different ways to train and I think that possibly, and I'm interested to know your thoughts on this, does that come from us moving into a space where we're training for longevity, health and mental health instead of aesthetic reasons? Absolutely. I absolutely agree. But I think, like you, like Alana said, just because we couldn't do one thing doesn't mean we can't go and do another mm. thing. Like I um, snapped two tendons in my ankle playing netball and I love team sport. I love mm. team sport so much. Yeah. If I could, if I was 25 years younger, I'd play rugby sevens. Yeah. You know, I, would, yeah. I would totally be a front row. Yeah. But and I was centre and, and if I can't do centre I'm all or nothing. I don't yeah. wanna I don't wanna play half. So then I had to find something else that filled that. There's just um, so happy. much to do. There is. And There's I so try everything that I possibly can. Mm. I've tried everything yeah. and I'll still keep trying. Yep. Yeah. Because I love it. Like like Wendy said, I never started lifting weights as such until I joined Ritual mm. HQ mm. back as a client. Yeah. So, and it was something that Lockie introduced me to and it was slow and it was steady and it was, I really enjoyed it. It was a challenge. Yeah. I like to be challenged. So, but then I had an, an, a bit of a fight because I wanted to do triathlon and then I wanted to lift weights mm. and I, wanted, I just didn't, couldn't settle on what I wanted to do. Mm. Both of those don't complement each other, but it doesn't mean you can't try that's right and don't worry i try and i still do it and i do think resistance training i wrote a post about this yesterday i think resistance training should always be the foundation of everything that you do a version of it so i think anyone doing a triathlon should be doing some resistance training and backing that up after having doing a bit more weight training because i actually thought weight training was boring i i liked it i like weights i like the results of weights but i don't like sitting there I, I want it to be hard fast, yeah, I don't same. want to have a break. Same. And then I think well, I having a break. break's the worst yeah, thing that's for the me. Worst thing. So <laughs> then I go around and clean something or yeah. walk around and make yeah. a break yeah. So I think that is actually, and credit to both of my coaches who have helped me with the last couple of swims and um, triathlons I've done, I'm a lot stronger and I feel more confident on the bike, mm. on my legs, on, in my arms because of my swim and in running in general. Mm. So, yeah. yes, absolutely. And I'm just going to add to that, Pilates is very important for your core too. Oh, I tell all of my, <laughs> I tell all of my clients that need to do Pilates, Definitely. all of them. Yeah. And, and I've had lovely feedback about that too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that that's the thing too is is a lot of the time and, and not so much now in this day, but back years ago it was always like if you did your cardio – you lost mm-hmm. weight. If you did your weights, you, you became weight, you're big. a big powerlifter. Yeah. You had massive, you know, bulging muscles wrong. everywhere. So there was no in between. Mm. It was like one or the other. Now they're realizing that you know you well, can it, cross it, the it took me a long time. Like, I never. I was the same as you. I never touched a barbell in my life. I and like weights in group fitness and stuff. It's, yeah, it's, it's not weights though. It's no, but it was in my head at the time. So yeah. 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 yeah, but like, now, I never would have done a powerlifting comp. But same as yeah. like ever. <laughs> well, getting that compliment from Lucy about she's she goes, I'm a hard and fast lady. Yeah. I like cardio or I like heavy weights, and then to get a compliment about teaching her Pilates and learning that it's okay to stretch out. Yeah. Back in the day before I did Pilates, I thought Pilates was for old people. <laughs> I was like, no way. And my girlfriend encouraged me to go and do Pilates. And I love Pilates. I think yeah. everybody should do Pilates. I think everybody should lift weights. And that's what I've said to my ladies who are coming through um, pre-menopause. They're trying to do cardio. They're trying to do. Yeah, they're trying work. to starve themselves. Doesn't I said, work. what you need to do is you just end up yourself. sloppy. Yep. What you need. That's what I said. <laughs> I said a saggy bum. But yeah. I said to them too, like, 
you need a weight spread. And they're like, I'm going to get huge. I said, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. You need yeah. lots of repetition. I said, because our body's losing, like, what, our estrogen and our progesterone and our bones are getting softer. I said, you still need to, all the ladies that I um, see in the gym now, even the ladies in Genfit who do a program mm. with their weights, their bone density has increased. Everything else is doing, um, is working for them. And that's what I try and tell my ladies. I said, going to do a cardio class isn't going to help you. Yes, do a cardio class. But do weights regularly. I said it's going to help your inside your body. I said as well as the outside of your body. So I always encourage them now, always make sure that you incorporate some sort of weights. And the ladies that have come to classes have said, you know, does this include, does this mean that I've done some weight training? Yes, it does. However, I would go and go back to your your um, program and just do weights mm. at least twice a week yeah. just to keep that repetition yeah. going and then just strengthen. Yeah. Wendy, if you could look back to your 20-something self, when, when, what was your age where you were like, I'm hot shit right now? <laughs> I was never. That was Let's go thing. with I, 17, 18. I, I honestly didn't. I was, a, I was a cereal yo-yo dieter. Yeah. So I look back at photos and I go, thin Wendy, fat Wendy, thin Wendy, fat Wendy. Like, yeah. you can literally go throughout the years. So um, if you go back to before then, what would you say to thin Wendy? Uh, <laughs> before start Wendy started. Um, start moving younger. Like, I think I felt like I started um, exercise way too late. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was actually really... Never too late, Wendy. Like, no, started. never too late. Never too late. Very true. <laughs> but for me, back when I was younger, it was... Um, I was sort of like the, the fat lazy teenager or, you know, and when, when you get a car and you find McDonald's and you just, you know, you don't really... Mm. It's about educating. You know? Yeah, education. So just move. Um, so for me, I... And, the thought of a gym when I was younger was like, well, I'm not doing that. Like, you know, like that was that was the, the last thing on my mind. But um, yeah, like I've fallen in love with it, and I just wish that I could, yeah, could go back to my 20 year old self and go, hey, you, you know, join a gym. get out there, join a gym, go running, do something now. Yeah, you know, instead of waiting. And that's interesting having because yeah, like I was talking about with the with the crazy crash dieting and stuff. Like yeah. I went through so many different crazy options. Um, yeah, it was never. Yeah. I think that's why watching my daughter, like my son's, mm. you know, he's a boy, skinny, he's tall, he's six foot tall, he swims and he's got abs, and your sister's devastated. And she's shorter and, and has different um, body than he does. And I, all I encourage her to do is just move. Mm. I said to her, you know, if you could, I don't, she's not a runner. She was an excellent swimmer until she had soldier, shoulder injury, but she, um, surgery. But I said to her, just move. Make it a habit in your life to at least go for a walk three times a week. I'm not asking you to run 5Ks. I'm asking you to go out and just be active three times a week and make it a habit like brushing your teeth. Because she is little and unfortunately she um, naturally is a little bit it goes out rather than down. She's not a big girl. I can attest to that very much. So Yeah. So, <laughs> And then, you know, I just wanted her because I think of my inner demons. I want her to... We know at 30 it's harder to lose weight at 30 than it is at 20 or not or feel good about yourself. And I know that she has um, issues about her weight, but you want to make it a natural, everyday thing to keep mm. moving so yeah. that it's easier yeah. later on. Because like Wendy said, she was 30. It was harder for her to get to where she was at 40 because she didn't have that foundation of keep exercising, keep moving. Yeah. So that's the only thing that I would like to say. So I had to be careful too because I had a bit of an eating disorder. So I didn't want to give my child 
yeah. the same hang-ups that I had. Yeah. My, not just my daughter, my son as well. They mm. could, they can have eating disorders as well. I was trying very hard not to give those hang-ups on there, or, or even when I was having a fat day, to even say those words out yeah. of my mouth because I don't want that impression or that same mistake that we've done oh, 100%. with that type of thing. So I really, all I encourage them is keep moving, keep moving. You know, if she comes to the gym, just come and do, you don't have to do my class, go and do somebody else's class. Yeah. Because it was such a big hang-up. She was, mum, but you're so much fitter and everybody compares us. I said, nobody's comparing no. us as the page, I just want you to move. But feel free, go somewhere else, it's okay. Mm. So I just want them to move, make it a habit, and don't yeah. make a big deal about it. Yeah. What about yourself, Alana? What would you say to your younger self? <laughs> <laughs> that love my traps. I love my traps. <laughs> <laughs> I want your um, traps. That I'm enough. Yeah, it's okay. oh, I like perfect. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. I got that for you the other day. For me? I haven't said that to you. You got it from me? Yeah. That I'm enough. That you we needed are. to say that to yeah. you for yeah. some reason specifically. Thank it's you. a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. it just wasn't the right time. No, that's right. Thank yeah. you. Just got a voice that said, you need to say that to us. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, I do. That's a really good one. I think, I think for me, um, <clears throat> the biggest thing I would say to myself is to actually just enjoy my life. Yeah. Like there's been really big periods of time where I've restricted myself and I can think of a six-month period where I went through this phase of, you know, just eating chicken and broccoli. Like I'd oh, go to a restaurant with friends wow. and I would walk outside and eat my pre-cooked <gasps> yeah. meal, you know. Yeah. And I didn't I drink for that whole yeah. – and like, you know, I've, I've got an ongoing battle with that as well but – just understanding that it's life, you know, and it can end tomorrow and to restrict yes. yourself that heavily. You might look great in photos and I look back at those photos and I think, shit, you looked good, but mm. I was miserable. <laughs> like mm. I, I was literally the person not sitting at the table and I think, yeah. you know, whilst I'm, I don't like this deposit here and this deposit here, mm. I've probably got the healthiest relationship I've ever had with food and yeah. exercise. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, and I think also being okay, like I think, Wendy, you touched on this really well is – being okay with trying new things and really challenging yourself, you know, like I'm going to get on stage next Sunday in point shoes. Like that's ridiculous. Um, Are you inviting us? Can we get tickets? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, to find find things that, you know, you know, it's easy. No, it's not easy to go and do the norm, like go and do a, you know, a little run or do, but find something that really freaking challenges you and challenges your beliefs about yourself and challenges mm-hmm. you physically and yeah. and really, you know, get yourself a little bit uncomfortable but always have something that you're working towards. Yeah, always. Yeah, a it goal. doesn't have to be a 12-week block or a six-week block but just have something in the in your mind that you want to be working mm-hmm. towards to achieve because otherwise, I personally, I fall back into that habit of training for aesthetic reasons mm-hmm. which I find very unhealthy, very much yeah. so at this age, yeah. trying to, yeah. you know, get that to move or yeah. to – you know, tighten up that, it's a battle that once you're in your 40s, you've yeah. just kind of got to make peace with and, yeah. you know, I am enough. I think for me, after doing my wellness coaching yeah, and just looking at different mindsets and attitudes, and I, I'm very, um, what's the word, ethical, um, I have a lot of integrity about myself and I expect that from other people as well, which has been a downfall <laughs> in life in the past. But I... For me now, I go, if I have got this stinking attitude about myself and I'm sitting down coaching someone else, oh, for coaching, sure. I can't yeah. do that because I'm a phony. Yeah. 
And I, that doesn't, that's not one of my values. Like one of my values is integrity. Yeah. So I've gone, and so I kind of just have to do, you know, a self check and go, right, my attitude is really bad about myself at the moment. And I cannot sit across from someone and, you know, um, coach them mm. when I've got this mindset because mm. I cannot be authentic to myself. Yeah. That other person wouldn't know. Wendy wouldn't know that I'm thinking like that about myself. No yeah. one would know. But I would know. Yeah. yeah. And that would have that yeah. effect. That would yes. Yeah. Yeah. So my wellness coaching, doing the wellness coaching has been really pivotal for me as well. Yeah. Because it, it, it's a self, it's accountability thing for me. So why not, just to finish up today, one of the things that I wanted to debunk, a myth that I want, and, and I think I'll just talk to each of you about this. Someone said to me back when I first bought the gym, um, it's really easy for people like you like trainers like it comes really naturally to you you're just naturally motivated you're in the gym so it's really easy for you to train and you don't have to think about what you eat which I found fucking hilarious (laughs) because I can't even train in my own gym first of all um what do you want to say about that Wendy it's look yeah it is true like I've I've had um has it been said to you I've had moments in the past so yeah yeah so Oh, oh, ages of years ago, I'm putting back in. Um, I saw one of my clients from Zumba one day, and I was walking with my trolley. And every week, I did my groceries, and every week, I treated myself to a small chocolate bar. That was my treat every week. Oh, you got the trolley look because I've had the trolley. I, had the trolley. <laughs> I also got. They also sort of stopped me and kind of went, oh, "You eat chocolate, like you eat." You know, it was it was this horror mm. moment. Them and I'm like, you know what? I'm human. <laughs> like, I like chocolate. Yeah, I, eat, I I do all this stuff, but you know, it's all about balance. It's all mm. about finding that balance and yeah. finding that key. And um, you know, yeah, you you do have that moment where people think that you it, you drink a glass of water, eat a lettuce leaf, and you train. Yeah, you know, and it comes really easily, and it's really natural. It's all yeah. it's all just so it's so super yeah. easy. But um, yeah, like I think. The one thing I am, I'm very open with people. So I, I explain to them that I have, I'm not naturally, you know, um, healthy as such. Like, you know, not, I'm not naturally thin. I'm not naturally, you yeah. know, strong. These things are, are hard work and they're all, yeah. all part of the process yeah. that you go through. Yeah. Um, so it is, yeah, yeah. it is part of it's that a process. De- it's a daily decision It's a daily decision. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and to push yourself that little bit further. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, like you said, you, you have to get out of that comfort zone. You have to kind of make it that uncomfortable mm. thing. Um, so, yeah, you have to just, yeah, yeah. just go with it. But, yeah, it is, it is kind of this thing of, like, horrified looks of, like, oh, my goodness, you do that? <laughs> I've, had the, I've had the trolley look. I had someone come up to me once. I stopped shopping at that shop because it was very local and they were wanted to know what I feed my kids for breakfast and they wanted they literally started to go through my trolley. Oh. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because, and I'm like, you know, yes, I teach my kids to eat well, but we also live a very normal life. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. 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 What about you, Ra? Does it come easy for you? Um, look, it doesn't come easy for me because I also have the mentality that being a trainer, I have to look good. Yeah. yeah. I have to look yeah. fit. We have to walk so, the talk. I have yeah. to, you know, if, if somebody wants to come and train with me or train in my classes, you have to inspire them because mm. I'm a little bit shallow, I have to admit. If someone's going to train me, they have to look the part as well or look like they actually know what they're doing. Yeah. So I think it's a catch twenty two. But the same since being at, at um, Rich Way Two, I I struggled to train in the gym too because people want to talk to you. And you know what? In my training time, I'm teaching you. So I'm coming to class or I'm running PT. So 
it is very difficult to get out of a routine that mm-hmm. I would train at five o'clock in the mornings because it didn't upset my family. Now that I have to come, I don't have to, but I want to come in and train my clients. Yeah. Um. So it's all about. It is about making it a habit every day. But I had to change the time I trained or what I did for training because in that time I normally did, I'm training other people, which I love. I love to give mm. the um, gift of fitness, and it's it's amazing. Mm. However, it is very difficult for trainers to find that time yeah, to it's exercise. It's actually really hard. It's difficult, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and then the pressure, because I feel like I, I need to look the part, and like I need to look fit, and I need to promote it, but I'm far from perfect too. I like to have a beer on the weekend, and if there's a how barbecue. How dare you? I know, how rude. <laughs> and just say, you know, I love, I love a beer on the weekend. And, and, you know, I'm natural. And don't get me wrong, some days, you know, I try very hard not to drink between Monday and Friday. It's a rule because I think that I want to make sure that – because, you you know, you don't wake up with a headache. Well, I mean, 5 a.m. class is pretty hard. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I've done it. It's yeah, not good. Yeah, it's not, not good. Well, actually, after 40, it really sucks. It's really hard. It's really hard. Like your, literally, your really eyes are like – but yeah no it's very difficult it, it, it feels like a pressure because I want to um, make sure that I look the part and I want to make sure that but I it's not just for you guys it's because I want to be fit and healthy mm. but to fit it all in is a difficult thing especially when you want to train in the gym, but you know you're, you're on. People want to talk to you, and, yeah. and 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 you talk back to them because I can't ignore them. I'm terrible. Yeah. Just, yeah, just with that, to like like when you say like training in the gym and stuff on your own, like I I find it way better. But that's why I think everyone should have a coach. Everyone should have a trainer. Yes, that's why because I do. For me, yeah. yeah. Um, that is my biggest thing because I know every Wednesday afternoon. I know that I've got my PT session with Sean. I know that he's just going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do yeah. it. Yes, and yeah. that is. Yeah, one hundred percent. So good. That was a game changer. I literally walk in, and he goes, "We're going to do this," and I don't have a choice. But you don't argue with each other. No, I don't. Well, (laughs) he might say I do, but I don't. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, he. You know, it's it. It's good to to do that and Mm -hmm. to yeah. Yeah. So I like to step away from coach role when I'm training. Yep. And step into just client role. Yeah. But I have to say, even in that, when I do train in the gym, when I am with Sean, I do find it hard to still switch that off. Yes. Yeah. Because people approach me and ask me stuff like, "Can you fix this up?" And it's difficult because I feel like I can't say no to them because I am. You can say no. You can say I'm actually in a session at the moment. I I know. Maybe I look scary on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Touches me on a Wednesday afternoon. They go, "Oh, I've seen it. You've seen me." snatches or something and fall off no. <laughs> what about you Alana does it come easy for you um, I wouldn't say it's easy there's days there's always going to be days when you don't want to train but the one thing that has evolved for me in the last few years is the other thing I had was um, before I went on my little hormones I had very my joints were a nightmare as well because I had no hormones so it affected my joints yeah one of the, um, the, I suppose, the best things I can do, uh, sorry, one of the things I'm most gifted in is plyometrics, so mm-hmm. explosive power jumping. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I found that in the last couple of years my body actually doesn't really want to do that mm-hmm. much anymore. So rude. I know. <laughs> I love that and stuff as well. <laughs> me too. Yeah. If this, like, if it had happened five years ago, I would have really struggled. And now I've just kind of let it slide. I yeah. do now what my body tells me I'm what it wants yeah. to do. Very proud. So yeah. I've not jumped for a long time. And I'm, 
I'm getting I'm just as good a workout. I'm feeling just as good. Yep. So I've had to allow that space just to connect with my body, which is something I've never really done because I've got a very strong mind. So my mind can override my body yeah. in whatever way. You know, I can yeah, just no. go, don't be stupid. You know? But now I'm actually listening to what my body wants as well. Good. And I'm in a much better place with my training. Mm. It's It still doesn't come easy, but if I've got, like, say, an hour's break or whatever, half an hour's break, um, between clients, I'll just jump into a 20-minute workout. Yeah. And that's great. I've worked out instead of thinking, oh, I should have done 40 minutes, or I should have done half an hour. Yeah. I've hit a 20 minutes in. I've done, yeah. yeah. It's always and been And I just go tick and let that go through to the keeper now. And yeah. that's really, yeah, so my mindset's really changed, I guess, yeah. in the last few years. It definitely doesn't come easier. I definitely found that comment <laughs> very interesting. And I think that perception is because we're in a gym all day, we must be training hard. And yeah. even a doctor said to me last week, oh, you must train heaps because you're in a gym. I was like, God, I wish. Yeah. I wish. That was my dream. I thought I'd be in a gym. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. But my big thing was having to remove myself from the gym to train. Mm. So taking myself out of my workspace because that's my workspace. And that's when I finally found my routine as well. Just getting but out you of can space. switch off then because you're you training can. somewhere else and you've got mm, nothing yeah. to do with it. Yeah, very privately. Yeah. So I think, you know, that big thing of finding what works for you as well. Some people like to train very socially. I know Tyler used to, but now I notice he's always got earphones in. Mm. He looks busy. That's yeah. such a secret, I think. That's what I, that's yeah. what I do now. You need to put earphones put in. And I think, you know, whatever is going to help. But like what you said... If you can only fit 20 minutes in, yeah. fit 20 minutes yeah. in. Like yeah. I went through a phase, I think it was when we were opening Everton, I was doing just 20 minutes of bench, 20 minutes of squats, 20 minutes of deadlifts each week because my non-negotiable every week is to squat once, deadlift once, bench once in some form. Mm -hmm. So if you've got to have your non-negotiables for yourself yeah. every week, um, but it certainly doesn't come easy. I'm 155 centimetres and round. <laughs> to maintain some kind of physique for me is very challenging. Add underactive thyroid and the mid forties, and I'm pretty fucked. Yeah. So, Are you 165? 155. That's what I said. I was. 155. I must be 160 something. You must be. I <laughs> shrank. Yeah, I got shorter. I think I'm 100. I thought I said I was 155. Before. I lost three centimeters last year. Yeah, I think I'm 162. Yeah. How now. fun is that? Oh, yeah. See, I don't know. I don't but think I'm just, shrinking. My kids are just getting massive. No, I shrink. Yeah, you do. Yeah, so I'm literally going to be the shortest member of my family of five. So this is going to be great. <laughs> so what would you say, just to finish up, I know I said that before, but to women in their 40s who are having an ongoing physical battle and have decided to just throw the towel in and give up, Wendy, what would you say to them? Don't. Just don't give up. Um, you know, the, the movement and... Like just, just getting moving and keeping moving is going to benefit you long term, especially mm. as we do get older, if you're like yeah. 50, 60, 70s, even 80s. Yeah. Um, you know, moving is going to help you achieve a better old age. So move away from the stereotype mm. or the, the Instagram or the, yeah. you know, magazine covers. Move away from what that person is because, you know, like Alana said, you are enough. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that you need to we, – we all need to just step up and go, you know what, this is me, I love me, let's yes. just yeah. – this is it. And and own it, love it, and, yeah, you are enough and just keep working with it. But movement is just so important because once you stop – you know, move it or lose it, as they say. Mm. And if you stop moving, that's when other health issues can come into it. It's not all just about yeah. exercise sort of thing. Yeah. What about you, Ra? One message. Talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> talk about it. Talk about it to your girlfriends. Talk about it to anyone who listens. It's really important that we get that out there and understand that everybody is going through this. 
and if it means that you talk about it and you go for a walk with your girlfriends or mm. if you you don't need to go to a gym to do it just move yeah and talk I've, man i've never spoken about bladders and pelvic floors so much as i have in the last six weeks with women <laughs> but I think in moms who live because it's my life right now well it is <laughs> but the problem is it's such a taboo subject we didn't talk about any of that stuff mm. my mum never would no. have talked, talked about right. it in 100 years yeah you know, I talk about it more. I'm very open with all of that girl stuff, whether it's my son or my daughter. It's very important that everybody knows. It's not embarrassing. It is a thing that happens. It's a fact. It's the season, and you'll get through that season. And then what happens after And you'll that? come out the other side. <laughs> What's the next season? <laughs> you become a woman. Yes. <laughs> What's the next season? <laughs> Find a good doctor. <laughs> Whether it's a nip and tuck, I don't know. That's actually good advice, though. Find a good doctor is really important. I'm serious. Really important. That's why I go to Tenerife to see my doctor. Don't ignore it. And as Ra said, talk about it. Because the person that is sitting next to you, whether it's on public transport or lining their trolley up in the supermarket or whatever, is going through the same thing. Yeah. We don't have a magic pill that's going to take it away because it's inevitable. But when we make it, We'll, let you know. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll do another podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's think, your message, Chantal? I really liked yours before when you said I am enough, but I think, um, and again, Ra, you as well, just talking about it. I think it's something that we don't talk about enough. Um, to be honest, all of you had really great messages. The big thing was Wendy. You know, don't compare yourself with other people. Yeah. Compare yourself with real people. Mm. Talk to real people who are in the same space as you and understand that. You know, the tummy that suddenly, the lady that I signed up the other day was talking about her tummy touching her thighs when she sits. It's That's that's part of being a woman, you know. She's had three kids. Mm. She's in her 40s. Let's yeah. just all talk about the fact that's actually pretty normal yeah. and actually just start to live your life because I have this terrible fear that people are throwing away years because they can't be asked getting off the couch and going to the gym yes. or they can't be asked changing the way they eat. Like, when you hit 60 and you realise you've only got 10 years left because of the choices you made when you were 30, mm. it's too late. Yeah, It's too late. And I've got, you know, you all know I've got a family member who's very unwell at the moment uh, in a nursing home. And I think, you know, no, things wouldn't have made that any different, but it potentially could have provided some longevity. And I think longevity is that thing that we should be working towards yeah. and training for, not where does our butt sit in those genes. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? That's what sticky tape's for, isn't it? I mean, we all want our butt to look good in jeans, but for me personally, I want to be here for a lot longer. Like, I want to see my kids grow up. I want to see my grandkids. And as someone who's lost a parent, I want to see my kids grow up. So I think, you know, and maybe that's come with maturity and getting a little bit older, but I think the reason we train and, you know, the way we perceive ourselves needs to change a little bit. And I hope that, you know, by having this conversation and having more conversations like this, we help one person. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So thank you for sharing your thoughts and stories and time. I appreciate it. I think we finished the champagne though. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> very <disappointing>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks very much. Um, if anyone would like to reach out to any of the girls and have a little bit more of a chat, you know how to reach them. Um, but otherwise, thanks for listening. And I'll wave to you. See ya. See you. She's, she's definitely <laughs> <with me. laughs>